Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome in, everybody, to the Masson Web Studio, to the Masson All Access Podcast. Bobby Blanco and Paul Mancana with you, as always. And don't forget, the Masson All Access Podcast is brought to you by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. And, Paul, after a quick, just a quick 10-day trip to the IL, I am back. I am feeling good. I have got rid of my late summer cold. The fall air is making me feel a little better. I'm not as, uh, as nasally as I was last week. I'm feeling so much better. Got some color in my face back. Uh, had some all my vitamins and my NyQuil, my DayQuil. Uh, just feeling so much better, sounding so much better, and happy to be back at, at full strength and ready for the stretch run towards the postseason. You know, these players that we watch in the field, they go through incredible injuries. You know, they, they tear an ACL. They break a bone. I'm so glad you could get over your Thank little you. summer cold yeah. there, Bobby. Yeah, needed it. Needed to fight through. You had to be ready for the last week of the season, really. That's what I was trying to get ready for. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, uh, you want to be 100%, 100%. going in, into the postseason. Yeah. Like, uh, it's uh, just like a player on the field. Don't want any of those excuses where, oh, uh, well, they were hurt, uh, but they had injuries. Uh, we could have been so much better. No, no, no. Full strength, heading into October. Uh, full steam go and we are here no uh no mononucleosis no mononucleosis no uh sam darnold no was was, like a, did, he do, did he do a powerpoint it was, that, a, yeah, it was like a or like a yeah, yeah it was a i want to make i should have made I one a, wow i should have done bobby blanco <laughs> out indefinitely like the turning thing <laughs> yeah um yeah no stretch run uh there's like 11 games left in the regular season how do we get to this point I feel like it flew by crazy up and down season yeah not over just yet but it's being a little more stressful than I think we anticipated at the beginning of the month because the Nationals, at one point, I believe it was like a seven-game lead at the top of the National League wildcard standings. And we, you and I were talking about it. We were just already making plans. So we were waiting to see oh, where yeah. we're, we're going to go after the wildcard games. Like yeah. Probably L.A. Maybe they'll, you know, get ready for our wildcard game uh, show, Mass and Alexis down in Nats Park on October 1st. Hold your horses. Not so fast, Lee Corso style. It's a cl- it's a tight race. Yeah, one and a half games. It could be down to one game by the end of the day because the Cubs and Brewers both play today on the Nationals off day, um, and it does not get easier for the Nationals. If anything, they have the hardest stretch uh, to finish the season. Well, amongst those three teams, I feel like a few weeks ago it was the Nationals at the top, and then a bunch of teams tightly grouped there. It was like the the in addition to the Cubs and Brewers, the Mets were still hanging around. The Diamondbacks, for whatever reason, had a good week. They were still hanging around, and the Phillies were still in it. Now these teams have separated themselves. Yeah. So now we have the three teams at the top and the Nats have just had a terrible two week stretch. I mean, in their last 10 games, they're five and five. Um, and at, at, at September at this point, you just can't do that. Now they, there are various reasons for why that might've happened, but um, they are in a pre- uh, predicament right yeah. now, Bobby. And, and they are only a, a game and a half up over a two uh, two-team tie. Yeah, if you if you head over to MadisonSports.com, you see Mark Zuckerman's headline from this morning, Elite Pitching Won't Matter If Nats Don't Start Scoring More Runs. And that's, you know, the offense picked the worst time to go quiet. We talked yeah. about how a couple of weeks ago, you know, this team was otherworldly. They just could not, they could not not score 13 runs, you yeah. know, and, and just putting up absurd numbers. 
But then you look at who they're playing, and it's they did it against the Pirates, the Orioles, the Marlins. And, and I think now, heading into the last week of the season, like you said, playing 500-ish ball over the past couple of weeks, kind of get knocked down a peg, maybe brought down to earth almost, in the sense that you, the Mets happened. The Braves yep. happened twice. You're playing these actually competitive teams. And the Braves, I mean, excuse me, the Mets and the Phillies aren't necessarily, they're only three games back, too. Right. So they're not necessarily out of it either. They're still fighting for a possible postseason berth. And you're fighting, um, you know, I think on paper, the Nationals actually have a better roster than the Mets. But for whatever reason, the Mets had their number. But then you play, you lose two out of three to the Cardinals. You, I think we're facing at, two, you're facing two sweeps at the hands of the Braves until the last day of those series. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were. You salvaged sweeps on two consecutive Sundays <laughs> against the Braves. Uh, I I think once this team is now playing actually competitive teams and, and good teams, we've maybe come to realize, yes, that was all well, fun, and good. But And this team is a good team, the Nationals, but they're not a great team. They're not a Dodgers or Braves, Yankees, whoever. And it's gonna, it's not going to be as much of a cakewalk into the postseason as we thought because of that. And and I think this offense, we can talk about the bullpen all day long, like we have all season long. But it's really this offense that might have to carry them into the postseason because when they score four runs, it seems like four or more, they're in, they're, they're good. That's yeah. that's a W. Four or less, around two ish. I mean, you just can't count on this bullpen to win you games, and and pitching doesn't score runs. It's just not going to be enough, um, especially if looking at the schedule over the last week. Yeah, I mean, there were not too many games where the pitching just imploded. They had the one uh, ten to one loss to the Braves last Saturday, um, but beyond that, I mean, the pitching has, for the most part, kept them in games. Yeah. You know, they have they the first series, four game series with the Braves, they allowed four, four, five, and four runs. So not you know no shutouts in there, but they're in the game. So it's it's just a matter of if you hit that magical threshold of, of like five runs with the offense, odds are you're going to win that game. Yeah. Um, and if, if you even look further into um, that that playoff game, you worry a little bit about the fact that you mentioned that they were trying to salvage um, sweeps uh, or, you know, they, they were salvaging sweeps against these teams. Mm-hmm. In each of these last few series... Going back to the the second of September, they lost that first game of that series to the Mets. They lost the first game of the series to the Braves. First game to the Twins. First game to the Braves. First game to the Cardinals. So, in their first appearance against a team to start a series, they're only going to get one shot at this in the wild card game. Yeah. They can't go out there and play their worst game and say, "All right, we're coming back tomorrow." Now that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and that's an excellent point. And I, I, I got to credit to for to my pops, my my father, Rome. Shout out Rome Blanco. Actually, <laughs> brought this up to me over this weekend. We were getting a little family gathering, talking about the Nats, and he was like, "At the beginning of the season, remember they couldn't win the first game of the series, and then midway through the season, they started doing that. They were yeah. winning first games, establishing early in a series, and and." and asserting their dominance now we're falling back into that they can't win the first game of the series a good opportunity to change that around this weekend by the way against the the woolly marlins but still the point remains the same like you said you get to that wildcard game if you're lucky enough to get there whether you host it or not it's a one game series yeah like and and the way this team has been trending over the past couple of weeks keeps dropping that one game that first game of a series and it's winter go home come the October 1st. You, ca- you can't afford to start slow and then try to work your way uphill. It's here and now. You've got nine innings, 27 outs to, to, to win a ball game. 
there is no tomorrow, like you said. And, and I think that's a worrisome point. And I, I agree that this has been a trend all season long. I know Dan Coco has pointed out multiple times on the Nats Extra postgame show or pregame show throughout the season about their slow starts to series. And it was a problem beginning of the season. They seemed to figure it out midway. And then now we're kind of falling back into that pattern. And I don't think the Nationals, I mean, obviously, are not trying to do that, but it's just they, they are not going to get too far if that trend continues, especially looking at a five-game series against the Phillies and a three-game series to end the season at home against the Indians, who, by the way, might desperately need those three games. Yeah, true. And they're going to put everything they have against the Nationals. True. And another trend that has been concerning, and this, is this again, might be just kind of luck and just the way that they have, have gone, but we talked about last week on the pod Max Scherzer being a potential Cy Young candidate. I still think at this point, he gave up two runs in his last start at a pretty good start. Um, I think he has been um, a maybe the favorite for the Cy Young. I would agree. Um, he only has 10 wins on the season. Yeah. And you look at why that is. He's still got a, a 2.81 ERA. That's pretty solid. Um, his run support has not been great this year. Mm-hmm. He just has not, for whatever reason, been backed. And it was a problem last year, and it might be a problem again. He is 17th in baseball in terms of run support. That's not top 10. I mean, that's, you know, in terms of fewest runs support. So they only give him 4.42 runs per game yeah. for start. It's not a Jacob deGrom, who is third in baseball, but it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. And Max Scherzer is going to start that wild card game if they get there. They need to back him. Yeah, and that's another concerning thing, too, is like if you said they can't back him up and you get a one-shot at it, you know, it's great if he goes five, six innings of one-run ball and 10 Ks, but that one run could be the difference, yeah. you know? So um, it's it's worrisome. I, I think for me personally, and I think I get a sense from Nationals fans as well, it's kind of on their radar being like, this is a bad time to start doing this again. Like, why are we going back in this hole? Yeah. I, I think there's something to be said about the way that the roster, not constructed, but the way it's just the, the, the current status of the lineup right now. I think the only guys you consistently count on day in and day out are now Anthony Rendon and Juan Soto. 3-4. And, you know, Trey had a good season. We've seen Adam Eaton have a solid season as well. Trey Victor hit 300 Robles, this year. Victor Robles might be, you know, in the top three rookie of the year contention, whatever. But you look at the kind of middle to end part of it. Like I'm seeing guys like Howie Kendrick can't play every day, even though you would love for him to play every day. He just can't. Yeah. Um, Ryan Zimmerman. Wow. He's actually been solid since coming back from the IL. Still can't play every day as well. Matt Adams is now hurt. You're getting guys like Kurt Suzuki hasn't been back in the lineup. I feel like since he hit that grant, that walk off home run yeah. against the Mets, you got guys like uh, Dozier, Gomes. I think Gomes actually hit, has hit pretty well over like the last week or so. Mm-hmm. There's just too many other fill-in pieces that have not stepped up that are just kind of slogging this off, like bringing it down a little bit, kind of slowing it down. And that's where we're getting the inconsistencies right now and why they can't get seem to get like that magical five-run spot. Um, in order to win a ball game, yeah, um, and if it, there's a good reason, to, there's a good way to turn it around this week, obviously against the the Marlins. And, and I know I may be looking ahead of ourselves, and I, uh, there are a lot a lot of fans that are probably thinking, "We'll just get to the wild card game." But let's say you do get to that wild card game, and you are facing that one game in which you have to put all of it on the line. Um, obviously, I, Max Scherzer is going to be on the mound. Besides that, Bobby, 
I think at this point you would I would put Howie Kendrick at first. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that to start that game? You, I mean, yeah, I want to go home. You have to. You have to. Um, he has, he's a, he doesn't qualify to be among the league leaders because he's late appearances. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah and because he's been hurt and they've been watching his his games. But if he were to qualify, yeah, I think he's in the top of the league right now. I mean, yeah. he's hitting what three twenties? I mean, he's just hit, unbelievable. Yeah, seems like he's always getting a good strong barrel on the ball, um, driving it to the outfield and, and driving in runs, and also still unbelievably at his age still has the power to go for homers. So him and Asdrubal Cabrera have been, aside from Rendon and Juan Soto, have been like the bright spots of this lineup right now. But how he doesn't play every day, Asdrubal Cabrera can't do it by himself, aside from Rendon and Soto. It's just there's too many, I don't want to call them weaknesses, but too many players have picked the wrong time to have kind of the yeah. worst part of their seasons. Yeah. So, yes, I, to, back to your original point, yeah, I think Howie's got to start a wild card game. Um, and then, I mean, that's – but, you know, if you get Matt Adams back, then you have Ryan's – those are two power bats you have coming off the bench, the bench a lefty yeah. and a righty. That helps a lot. I think you would ra- – I think I would rather start Howie and then have Zimmerman yeah. and Adams available off the bench. Give Howie pinch. at least, you know – Three at bats, and, yeah. and then give Zim or, or Adams one. And ideally, because again, with Max or Strauss on the line, you said definitely Max. I mean, I mean, if game one sixty two comes down to it, they might need Max to pitch against the Indians just to get into the playoffs. They, what if there's a tiebreaking game on that Monday? Yeah, whole lot of different things happen. It's, it's I would a scary say proposition. It is. I think there's a good chance that Max starts that Walker yeah. game, but I don't, wouldn't say it's definite. We got to see yeah. how the next week or so plays out. Um, but like we said. You know, imagine a scenario where you've got Rendon, Trey, and or Soto on base, and how he comes up and drives him in. Right. I mean, that's that's an ideal start to your winner take all playoff right. game um, with Max on the mound. And you would hope Kurt Suzuki would be back. I think if he is healthy, you now he's had elbow inflammation, but I think if he is healthy, I think he's your catcher behind, behind the, the plate. plate. Yeah. I think no question there. Um, besides that, there are going to be some interesting decisions to make as the game goes along. Um, an interesting, and we kind of touched on it last week, but how, and um, obviously we'll take a, a minute to, to say we hope Davey Martinez is feeling a little bit better. Yeah. We hope he's doing okay. Obviously going uh, undergoing that, that um, heart procedure, which was a, a minor heart procedure, as we'll say. But, but scary nonetheless. Scary non- a, a, even a minor heart procedure is still dangerous because anytime you're dealing with the heart, it's always dangerous. So we hope, hope he is feeling better, and we hope that he comes back this weekend as expected. Oh, I, I, I mean, if I were him, I would just wait. Just, <laughs> they're coming home yeah. Monday. Just take the weekend off. Yeah. No offense, but it's the Marlins. Right. Yeah, I think Chip Hill's perfectly capable of navigating the team through a three-game series in Miami. Yeah. Just take care of yourself. I know you want to be there, but take care of yourself first. Yeah. Like, bigger than baseball. Right. Um, but we're, we're rooting for him to come back um, and, and be 100% because uh, we all want to see him back in the Nationals dugout. But So let's assume that he is back in the Nationals dugout mm-hmm. um, by the time a, a wild card game would come along. He's going to have some interesting decisions to make um, at some point because once Max Scherzer reaches his limit, where whenever it comes, whether it's the sixth inning, the seventh, the eighth, he's uh, probably not going to throw a nine-inning shutout. The kind of decisions after that, is he going to view this as I'm going to throw out my best pitchers whether they be starters or relievers or i'm going to throw out my best relievers in a seven eight nine type situation do you think that 
Patrick Corbin could be on the table? Do we think that Steven Strasburg could be on the table if Max Scherzer goes at least six innings? Or is Davey going to stick with the regular season plan for the bullpen? He's going to have uh, Elias. He's going to have Hunter Strickland. He's going to have um, Doolittle ready in the ninth. And he's just going to figure it out from there. And is he going to have Elias? I think, I think Elias is done for the season, Yeah, he right? might be done. Because, yeah. I mean, they said... I saw reports say that this injury might take longer than the last one, and the last one was about a month. I don't know. Regardless, to your question... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Regardless to your question, I think if the scenario is a wild card game with Max starting, the only players off the table are Strauss and Corbin. Even I, if it's... Be, I, I know it's... You got to win this game, win or take all, but you I, you can't burn your three starting rotation guys in that game. And then if you win, who are you starting in game one against the right. Dodgers? You just got to win though. I mean, that- but then I think, I think in a relief role, I know you got to win, but in a relief role in this scenario, like not starting the game coming out of the bullpen, I think I would entrust Anibal Sanchez to do it. Eric Fetty's have been doing it for the next past week or so. Joe Ross, uh, right. Austin both those guys, um, and then add Doolittle, Hudson, Fernando Rodney scares me. Um, Fetty would scare me, to be honest. But early Fetty, I mean, well, I'd have to check the numbers. The way he's been pitching recently scares me. Early Fetty has been good enough. Like, you yeah. just seen him for an inning? Yeah. That's all you I'm not saying, that's why I'm saying not in a starting capacity. Because second time through, that's when he gets in trouble. Right. If you just need him for three outs in, like, the seventh or what, or... God forbid Max can't get past the fifth and you yeah. need him to fill, fill the sixth. I mean, I, I'm okay with that. Also, you have an Anibal Sanchez because, you know, he wouldn't be starting until game four anyways. Right. If you men, so it's okay to burn him. I think backwards, though, it might be an issue if he has to pitch. What if he has to pitch game 162 of the year, game 161? What if he's coming that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I was saying earlier yeah. is like, what are you saying, Sanchez? Yeah, what if Sanchez has to pitch that game? Well, I think the way that the National, because they've reshuffled um, their rotation mm-hmm. as of yesterday, being Wednesday, today's Thursday, the off day, for this weekend. because So we've got, I believe, Sanchez Friday night against the Marlins, and then Strauss is going Saturday as opposed to Sunday, because Saturday still be normal rest with the okay. off day today. Yeah. So they did that, so to kind of space out Strauss, Max and Corbin that way, if necessary, like you said, they needed one of those three to go that Sunday in a must win game or God forbid a, a playing tie breaking right. game, one game, one sixty three. those guys would be available. And then also the wild card game, those yeah. guys would be available on rest to start those three, you know, winner take all games. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, that that's kind of like, almost worst case scenario. You know, did you see the report about like how, uh, I think it's the Brewers, they could possibly be playing in all four time zones over the course of five days. Oh my God. Because they, well, with all the tiebreakers, right? Because yeah. they, uh, they play at Colorado to end the season. Right. Also the Brewers have the easiest schedule to end the season, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, they just can't seem to lose. Although they lost last night. So they play at Colorado that last week. And so on that Sunday, if they play, uh, if they have to play a playing game, that'll be central time zone against the Cubs. Mm. And if they win that, then it'll be Eastern time zone against the Nationals. If they win that, 
two days later, West Coast time against the yeah. Dodgers. I mean, that's a lot of traveling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, worst case scenario is that you you need to get you need to win game one sixty two to force a game one sixty three, and then you win game one sixty three to win the wild card game, and then you win the wild card game. That's the worst case scenario yeah. because oh, then yeah. you're burning. Max, Strauss, and Corbin before you even get to the Dodgers, probably. Yeah. True, but if there is any team who can do it. <laughs> the Nationals are set up for it. Because yeah. then, I mean, it's not an ideal scenario, but Anibal Sanchez is not the worst starter you could throw out for a no. game one. No. I mean, he's pitched fantastic ever since he came back from the IL. Yeah. So that's not a worst-case scenario. And also, the- now you're in a best of five, so you feel more comfortable spacing out the other guys that, you know, it's not a winner-take-all scenario. Right. You can... Not sacrifice, but like it's okay if you don't win game one, right? Because then you'll have now Max Strauss Corbin getting ready for two, three, and four. Exactly. Um, I mean Sanchez might be what the the best or second best fourth starter <laughs> yeah. in baseball to so, start a game one of a playoff series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that is, yeah, if there is obviously that is a doomsday scenario. But doomsday. if there is any team that is is situated to perform well in back to back to back winner go home games, yeah. It's probably the Nationals yeah. because of the fact that they have three guys who could be aces on other staffs and a fourth guy who could be a great number two on another staff. Yeah. So, um, but good God. I mean, that would be horrifying for a... because and, and then you think about like another team like the Brewers who historically always rely on their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Amount, they would have such a tough time, I, I would think, just, you know, they have a lot of bullpen options, but... They're going to have to throw these guys in all these games. That's back true. At, you know, they're, if they're only going to get four innings from their starter, like imagine the amount that that of pressure that puts on the bullpen. Yeah, that's that scenario uh, where the four time zones in five days. That's the Brewers are probably one of the least playoff bound, you know, playoff opportunity bound teams. Yeah, to to see with that because right. they're starting just can't. I mean, and we saw in the postseason last year that they like to do bullpen games. Yeah, and that exactly. worked out well for them. But then you're burning guys every day. Yeah. If you, God forbid, you make it through that, I mean, obviously you made it to the NLDS. That's, that's great. But how do you now play the Dodgers yeah. after yeah. burning your starters and then pop, probably most of your good bullpen arms too, just right. to get to that point? Yeah. And yeah. then you put yourself in a dangerous situation because then, like, you need, when you have a guy on the mound that you need that is your ace, and he doesn't pitch well, well, you were relying on him to throw seven innings because everybody else has been on, you know, on having so much usage because they've been filling in for these other guys. Yeah. So then all of a sudden they have to fill in again. So, I mean, I, I would feel, I f- still feel like the Nats are the best situated team to do that. Absolutely. But, but still bad. But still not an ideal scenario. Yeah. You would want, let's, definites. I mean, this weekend, um, this weekend, I mean, this is this is if there's ever an opportunity for the Nationals to create some space during this final week or to get more comfortable yeah. in their now one and a half game lead um, could be shorter by the end of the day again. It's this weekend because they play the Marlins, one of the worst teams in baseball, who they've played extremely well against all season long. Yeah, they've they've just crushed the Marlins, which is great. The Cubs are starting a four-game series against the Cardinals. Ideally, you would just have the Cardinals just blow them out, get the car- get the Cubs away as far down as possible. Yeah, you know, uh, you just want the Cubs to wrap up that division this weekend. I don't know if their elimination number allows for that. I think it's down to four or th- eight. no, it's eight or something. So I don't okay. think it's possible. Yeah. Actually, I guess a sweep would do it. Yeah, I think a sweep would do it, but. 
ideally Cubs win like th- excuse me Cardinals win like three, and then the Brewers. The Brewers again once again have an easy schedule. They play the Padres going away today, actually starting relatively soon from this yeah. recording, and then they play the Pirates, which are just god awful. They're they're in just a dumpster fire at this point. Yep. They play the Reds and Rockies, like I said earlier, to finish off the season. So yeah. an ideal scenario is. Cardinals beat up on the Cubs. Brewers maybe slip up a little bit against the Pirates. And then also look towards Philly. They're going to Cleveland this weekend. Right. Both teams need those games. Have Cleveland just blow the Phillies out of the water. Keep Just eliminate them from all playoff scenarios. You're right. Just take that off the table. That yeah. makes that does two things, Paul. That makes next week's five-game series basically irrelevant for the Phillies. So that ideally maybe it makes it a little easier for the Nationals to win four right and that helps create more space and then it also hopefully makes the indians more either closer to locking up their spot in the playoffs and that way by the time you get to next friday the last series of the season the indians they're not really playing for much either they're starting to set up for their own wild card game as well because they've pretty much got it locked yeah. under locked up well what would frighten me what <laughs> scares me so much because Obviously, not concerned about the Marlins. As I said on last week's pod, I still think the the Nats match up incredibly well in a five-game series with the Phillies. But you don't want to go into the f- the final three-game series against the Indians with anything to play for. I mean, you, right. you, you want to go into that with a three-game lead in theory. Yeah, a th- and you want, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's or at least a two game lead because can have like the magic number be like one because like the Indians you need to yeah. win like Friday and that's it or, the, ha, or have the Cubs or whoever lose. I mean, can you imagine if the, if the Indians win two because the, all the Indians need to do is take two out of three and then somebody else and then the you know the Brewers sweep the the, the Rockies the Rockies for that wet, last weekend. I mean, that is a frightening proposition because yeah. now it's like it's not like they close the season against the Marlins where it's like all right, well at least they. They just need to get through this tough stretch. It's like this is going. This very much well could come down to the last day of yeah. the regular season. Oh, yeah. they, they like I was trying to get to earlier. The, the Nationals need this Marlins series to jumpstart their final week. Yeah, they need to get back on track. They just got beat up by, and rightfully so. I mean, these teams are they're just better. The Cardinals, the Braves. They actually won two out of three against the Twins. Mm-hmm. So that 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 was nice to see. But then also the Braves before that and the Mets. They've just been kind of been, like I said, knocked down a couple pegs over the past week, two weeks. Yeah. Get yourself back up. Get yourself back on track. Get the power bat swinging. Get the arms moving. You're you're going, I believe, like I said, Sanchez, Strasburg, and then both, I think, Sunday. So, you know, only using one of your big three-headed monster. Yep. And then also with Sanchez going game one, makes him available again for the Phillies. Get back home. Huge five games against a division rival. Take care of business. I mean, the Nats are in the driver's seat here. They can yeah. they control their own destiny. It's just the their destiny destiny's path is harder than anybody else's. Yeah. So once you hit Monday, that week is just going to be a stressful week. You get through Miami. You, ideally, you just get through that Philly doubleheader on Tuesday, winning two, three, and then yeah. you're feeling way more comfortable for the final two games of the Phillies and. You're starting to look forward to that wildcard game right. because you took care of your business and you're not worrying about whether the Cubs lost to the Cardinals yeah. or whether the Brewers are going to slip up against bad teams. And, and you're also taking care of you know business by by know, putting the Phillies putting out the Phillies out of the, out yeah. of the way because you know they can't yeah you, they can't gain without head to head against you without exactly. beating you. 
It's going to be much must watch baseball. Oh God, fun. are you scoreboard watching? <laughs> How long have you been scoreboard watching? I mean, well, I feel like we've been doing that all year, but especially, yeah, I mean, every. I will say I'm scoreboard watching every day now. Every yeah, every single day. Last night because the Nationals played a getaway day. Yeah, and the Brewers and Cubs both played, and I was on my phone watching those games. Yeah, and and checking up on those scores because I mean you have to you have to yeah. see what they do. They're, it's just too tight of a race not to now. Yeah, exactly. Um, man, all right. Well, it's gonna be an exciting. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting. Intro. I mean, this is what we've wanted though in, yeah. in Washington D.C. It's a, it's an actual legit playoff race. The NL Central gets this every year. Feels like the top two teams in the AL East get this every year. Yeah. Um, an actual playoff race. There are still five teams within a reasonable shooting distance of these two spots. So the Nationals are again are in their driver's seat. It's it's going to be exciting. There's, you know, we're not waiting 2 weeks for the playoffs to start. You're going to go if you're going to make it, you're going in hot because you've been playing playoff baseball for the last month or so yeah. just to get here. So, it's going to be it's exciting and it's it's a good change of pace as opposed to just winning the division on September 16th. And nothing would be more fun than we've been as part of a few clinch celebrations than being at Nationals Park when they clinch in Maybe the last three games of the season, and yeah. just seeing them pop the champagne there yeah. would be. Please not Friday. Please not. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, please not Friday. Any other day but Friday. <laughs> yeah, if Amy Jennings knows what I'm, knows what I'm talking about. Um, all right. Well, we have got you covered from here on out. Whether the season ends on September 29th, knock on wood, or October 1st, or all the way through November. Stay with the Mass on All Access podcast and Paul on Mass on All Access. We've got shows and exclusive coverage for you throughout the. Uh, playoff run and postseason stretch. The Mass and Alexis podcast presented by Marymount University. Visit MarymountSaints.com to, vi- to learn more about our student athletes and programs today. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also watch us on the Mass and Nationals YouTube page. Ma- watch Mass and All Access. I'm struggling here. You are. Mass and really. All Access Facebook page also si- simultaneously streamed on the Mass and Nationals Twitter and Facebook page as well. Bobby underscore Blanco, Paul Mancano on Twitter. Uh, Give us a follow and uh, chat with us all throughout this postseason run. For Paul, I'm Bobby. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next week.